Welcome in to Three in the Box Sports Podcast, NBA edition, special edition, account of the season opener happening tomorrow, July 30th. We're excited to announce the NBA restart. I'm your number one box frost rep the Orlando Magic Penny Hardaway jersey. Don't know how they'll do, but you know, still a fan. That's Big Keith in my number two box. What you got, Keith? I got the throwback Bill Lambeer, Bad Boys Pistons. Not a big Pistons fan, but okay. And that's Jordan over there in box number three. What you got, Jordan? I just got a plain old t-shirt on. That's I guess I, hey, if I could, I could be repping the magic. We'll take a verbal commit. This is an NBA special edition, strictly NBA news. I'm going to break down the news for you. What you got, Jordan? Yeah, so like you said, we got the the season kicking off tomorrow, the the NBA bubble, uh, July 30th. I think tip-off is 6.30 Eastern tomorrow. We got the Utah Jazz against the New Orleans Pelicans kicking it all off, followed by the Clippers versus the Lakers at 9 o'clock. And that's the only two games that we got tomorrow before we start rolling into uh, five or six games a day for the next, I think, five days. Ends on August 5th. Uh, how it's going to work is the each team is going to play eight regular season games, and that's going to determine their seeding in the playoffs. But the playoffs are a little bit different than we would normally uh, think of um, in that with those eight games are going to determine the seeding. But there's nine teams coming from the Eastern Conference and 13 teams coming from the Western. And how they did that is uh, the East all the teams that were scheduled to make the playoffs when the season set ended uh, due to the coronavirus are making it. And then on the West, same thing, all the teams that were scheduled to make the playoffs and then some additional teams. So um, think of it as eight and eight, and then we got six additional teams coming in based on their records. Um, so it's not exactly an even breakdown from East to West. It, it was just determined on who, who was best suited to come come to the bubble i'm just excited because they have basketball games running from afternoon into the evening like how about a kickstart to get back into sports a little bit of like march madness where like you have like this conference a little bit of here um and with the seating i think the issue was that in the west like eight nine and ten were so close that the remaining games can actually seed them in where the east there was such a big gap between the bottom tier teams that even if they won out, they weren't making it. So I think that's, I think where that difference of teams came in for them, which I mean, a lot of people are saying that this NBA bubble could change up the league going forward. As far as less games, as far as they were talking about wanting to do a mid season tournament, which like he said, this is kind of like a tournament, you know, when you break it down, you know, I'm just excited to see games. Running in yeah, the and Adam Silver, man, he's he's kind of more the the hybrid commissioner that a lot of leagues and players like. You know, he wants to try new things, see what the fans like. So, I mean, if this turns out to be successful, he can turn around and be like, "Hey, listen, you know, I want to dump the old playoff format. Let's try this." Like, I mean, he redid it with the seating for the draft, where instead of giving, you know, it stops teams from tanking um, at that point. But um, you know, he's 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 definitely going to keep his eye out, which I think is exciting. Because, like I said, this feels to me kind of like a March Madness type thing where you can watch one network, flip the channel, and then you got the East playing, and then you got the eight, you know, eights playing this team to try to get in. It's going to be yeah. exciting. 
So. Yeah, and as far as the bubbles concerns, I feel like the NBA has done a really good job. As far as you got, you know, the Lou Williams going out and getting chicken wings, you know, get a little sure. bit of thighs, a little bit of breasts on the side. But and he, he has some, he has some issues. I heard, and stuff. I heard those wings were slapping, man. <laughs> he got some issues, like some people trying to sneak stuff in, whatever. But for the most part, you know, especially health wise, they haven't had any new cases. And I feel like they're doing a really good job. I was watching a couple videos on it and uh, um, Bubble Life. And I feel like the players that are complaining about the food are being a little dramatic. Um, but for the most part, from what I saw, it, it seems like an awesome atmosphere. Yeah, you know, like, like AAU kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't want to cut you off, John. Ross, I'm sorry about that. But like Stephen Adams made a comment. They were asking him. And he's Stephen Adams. I don't know if anyone's ever watched some of his stuff. That guy just tells you how it is. And they were asking him about, you know, how the quality of food is poor. What's it like? And he's sitting there and he, I mean, I don't want to the whole thing of what he said, but he's basically said, you know, we're not living in Syria. He's like, I'm living in a resort and I'm getting food brought to me constantly. He's like, what's to complain about? Dude, and they were having pool parties and doing shotgun yeah, I mean, and beers teams, and there's, stuff. It's there's just things like, going out fishing on the lakes yeah. and just kicking back. I mean, and the, the nice thing for a lot of them is they're not being bothered. I know a lot of people were like, oh, what's it like, you know, not having fans? I think with a lot of these guys, it's nice to be able to do something and not be swarmed. And, I mean, they knew that coming. I think anyone knows that when you hit a certain level of fame that comes with it. But every once in a while, after you're done practicing, it'd be nice to just, you know, kick your feet up outside, throw a fishing rod, and relax with your teammates. And let's not discredit. We've all three of us worked at Disney at one point in our lives. <laughs> yeah. Those hotels are not not nice. Like those are yeah, nice not hotels. Being put up at some According to Rajon Rondo, it's Motel Six, so Yeah. Yeah. Well He's not even playing. Rondo, Isn't he injured? <laughs> yeah. Just needs what to go you're home. hearing is all I hear is these bottom tier, you know, the eighth, ninth guys on a roster complaining. You know, I haven't heard Kawhi, Damian Lillard LeBron, you know, obviously they're, they're sitting in those top better. pristine presidential suites. Well, and I think they know how bad it looks. Like most of America is either without a job or stuck in their house. Oh, and, that. Yeah. yeah, and and these guys are at a resort getting free food. Now I get it; they're millionaires. They can have their personal chefs whip them up whatever they want at their house. But yeah. you know, if you want to play basketball, then you kind of got to do this right now. Yeah. And, and complaining I mean, shit, about living at a resort and calling it a Motel Six is a bit harsh. Yeah, I mean, Sharp kind of hit it uh, the other day with his comment with Lou Will, where it was kind of like all these players have their favorite restaurants. You know what I mean? Like they, some of them are you know five-star restaurants and others are just like burger joints they enjoy going to but you know shannon sharp kind of hit it like what lou williams did was selfish here's every other guy in that bubble is trying their best to follow the rules and when you first left it was for a good reason you know you wanted to pay your respects but you had to go and it you couldn't order curbside or anything like that it you had to make the point to go inside and take photos with another famous person and then blame everybody else. Oh, you're overreacting. I'm allowed to do what I want, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, you're not. The whole point of this whole bubble was if you left, you had to do what you had to do and come back. And that, that leads us into picking our favorites. I think personally, the loss of Lou Will for the next 10 days, losing him to the season opener in these crucial games, uh, like Jordan said, there's only eight 
There's only eight games yeah, to the playoffs. The seeding, you and I think get the back issue, into the swing of things, and I think with the way Kawhi Leonard's playing, not very well, and I just think like it hurts the Clippers' chances tremendously as a whole because it's outside of Lou Will. I mean, don't quote me. I'm not sure what Montrez Harrell's situation looks like, but he had to leave, so I don't know how he's coming back. So that's your two best bench players. Quarantine, yeah. Um, your starting point guard and Patrick Beverly's gonna have to sit first because he had to leave the bubble. I mean, as a whole, the Clippers, I mean, talent wise, they're still there, but I think chemistry wise, that team has problems right now. I, a lot of it to me, like, they feel, I don't know if anyone, I mean, I know this is a basketball special, but I'm gonna hit the old football analogy that old Eagles super team where you just blast them full of good players. <laughs> there could be a chemistry issue there, too. Kawhi's been this whole always oh, a quiet guy. He gets it on together. Well, you know, how much load management does a guy need in two, three years? Yeah, and he could be, you know, not shooting well because he's not taking the scrimmage seriously. Yeah, he's not playing. He he's right. not in a rhythm playing minutes. And his, yeah, but I mean, games Doc don't Rivers, count. I mean, I guarantee you Doc Rivers set him and Paul George down and be like, you guys have to witness this. This is what it comes down to. Well, yeah, I think that. The eight-game season is definitely going to shake some things up. It's going to be based on chemistry. Like, when you get 82 games, it kind of balances itself out. You see, like, the Lakers, you know, they had a little rough patch, came back. With this, eight games, if you if you go out and have a rough four, first four games, you yeah. you might see, like, the Lakers as, like, a seven seed. Which, yeah, it could have. And then you have those bottom-tier teams when you're talking about, like, the Grizzlies. The Pelicans, who can they can come out guns blazing and just win out. The Nuggets, yeah, the Nuggets, man, that tall ball lineup they went with. If that, if they can get that figured out, I don't know how you're stopping Bull Bull. Bull Bull, yeah. He's getting lined up on guards. Yeah. And I mean, your starting point guard is Jokic. I mean, that's <laughs> insane. <laughs> I'm that, sure yeah, that leads us. That leads us into picking our favorites. Uh, to win, uh, let's let's do favorites to play in the championship final game. We'll pick a Western and an Eastern team, and we're talking about the the falling apart of the Clippers, uh, the dismantle, the self-inflicting wounds. Yeah, and I think you know it's hard to bet against the Lakers. You have to put the Lakers in the West. LeBron James, uh, Anthony Davis. You know, and they have, they're missing Avery Bradley and they're missing some other guys, but they quickly replaced him with J.R. Swish, who's putting up good numbers, and, and Deion, uh, Waiters. Deion Waiters. Yeah. So they quickly replaced those guys. They're, they're gelling well. They've played together before and they're putting up good numbers. I think it's just so hard to bet against the, the Lakers for the West and for the East. You know, obviously I'll be rooting for the Magic, but, you know, Milwaukee's still Milwaukee. So I'm not I'm not gonna be dumb and choose with my heart, but I would say Lakers, Bucks in the finals. What you got, Keith? I mean, I, I hate to sound generic there. I'm with you, but I mean, I have to agree with what you're saying. The East, I just don't see any competition outside of Philadelphia for Milwaukee at the moment. I mean. If Giannis what about, is what long, about defending champs, Toronto Raptors? I, I just I don't know if the Raptors have have it this year. I mean, it's they, they Kawhi I think carries them. The Raptors. the Raptors are a good team, but I just don't think they have that it player enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
the East, I think, is just a given at this point for Milwaukee. Now, the West, obviously, you know, I, I'm going to say the Lakers, but I think the West can surprise people. I mean, if if Portland can figure it out, Portland is a tough match because they're big inside with Collins and Nurkic being healthy again and Lillard and McCollum both playing. That's a, that's a team that can maybe surprise people. And, I mean, you have to watch the Pelicans. I mean, if they're fully gun-ho, everyone's playing coming back. Game, you never know. And with the way this seeding is, it you really you don't know. Um, Utah, I don't think, I think they have locker room issues, maybe more that's being um, put out there. I think that whole Gobert situation, I think, is bigger issue than what they're making it out to be um, for them. Um, I think there's a huge issue with him and Mitchell, and then other teammates as well. Um, so, I mean, my hat's going to go to the Lakers right now because you can't really bet against LeBron wanting when LeBron wants something. You got to play your your A game, and, and that um, goes back to what you said before about how like it feels like March Madness kind of thing. Anything yeah. could happen as far as the West's concerned. Yeah, the, there's all these teams that can sneak in. Yeah, those bottom tier teams are no joke. Like I said, the the Grizzlies. I mean, I think the Grizzlies need more time, but that's an exciting team to watch play when John Morant's on. Wow, and watching yeah. a Grizzlies game is fun. Yeah. The East, I just. I just think that the bottom tier teams just don't have enough. Like the Magic, they're going to make a good push, but I, I don't know if they're deep enough. Um, Indiana's too banged up. I mean, you already lost Sabonis. Oladipo's not fully healthy, so you take the pay, eliminate them. Washington, I don't even know who's playing for Washington at the moment. I mean, everybody is out for them. And the Nets, too. Um, yeah, the Nets, I mean, their best players, Karis LeVert. So you're saying in the finals, you see it, Lakers-Milwaukee. Uh, at, uh, yeah, Lakers, but don't be surprised if someone else from the West might okay. get that. What you got, Jordan? You got the same or no? I'm going to shake it up just because, oh. honestly, I don't. I, I will admit I haven't paid too much attention to the NBA recently, um, but <clears throat> I find it hard to bet against LeBron in the West. Uh, he He's played for different teams. He's carried teams. He's played with other stars. So I feel like betting against LeBron and like a unique situation like this where they're going to be pl- even if he even if they come out like a little weak and he doesn't get the top seed in the west it's like okay they're, they're probably when once you move into a four game series he'll elevate and and carry the lakers yeah. to the, the yeah they're title. not dropping past the three seed i can't <clears throat> see that they would have to almost lose out which i don't see that happening no. yeah so i i'll agree that lakers will take take the west but um, I'm gonna say that the Magic are gonna—they're gonna make a push <laughs> on the East. The Magic, uh, you know, I think Markel Fultz is that X factor. You don't know what he's gonna do. He's supposed to be this All-Star talent, hasn't really uh, proved himself yet, but he's gonna come out and he's gonna start dropping 20 a game in the I playoffs. Like the I like and uh, you're gonna see the Magic come in at a higher seed than they went in. They went in at eight. They're going to come in at a higher seed for the playoffs, and then they're going to upset the Bucks. Yeah, Steve the- Clifford was talking. He was like, "Let's let's make it our goal to get at least at least to the seventh seed." You know, you don't want to play Milwaukee right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is, the Magic. I mean, if, if we want to move into that whole talk, <laughs> it's. I think the Magic. They just don't have that guy. Like they have a lot of guys that would be the second or third best player. That's on what I'm saying is Fultz is going to be that guy. I don't. He but Fultz came in late to the bubble, 
I mean, he already had issues with his shooting, so now you're having a guy that's cold coming, and you're going to depend on him to win you games. Anything could happen, man. March Madness. I mean, hey, yeah. Right, man. Any, anything happens. Realistically, I think your your best chance is, is Vooch would carry you. It, there's He would have an advantage against some teams in the East. The problem is when they run up against the Philadelphia, because Embiid is just going to control the paint. And Simmons officially is no longer the point guard for Philly. He is officially powerful. You can easily say Embiid, but we've seen games where you know Vucevic yeah. just has enough to yeah. to now. Box like, out, like the and issue is them moving the moving Simmons back into the paint with him, because then that's a huge mismatch for it. Now, don't get me wrong. I think you, the wild card for the Magic is John Isaac playing. He's uh, he was cleared for to play, and before he got hurt. He was probably I would have put him up there for most improved player of the year. Yeah, he's one of the best defenders. Yeah, he's ever. still learning his shot, which is scary, and he's getting up. His length is unreal. Um, so I mean, defending wise, he could he could be an X factor for the Magic moving forward. I agree with that. Um, so I definitely. I'm, like, I'm I'm saying if the I think the Magic have the pieces to to make a little Cinderella story. You know? I think they can make a push. Like I said, they're a, a little a little Magic in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. There you go. They're, hey, oh well, yeah, I, they're, they're playing they're, Disney. They're gonna pass Indiana. I, I just I don't think Indiana has enough anymore. So I think the magic. Realistically, they need to look like that. We can maybe get into the top five. The way everything is good, but I mean, like I said, this is a different format. Well, let's not let's not turn it into a Magic fan show. As much as I like to talk about the Magic, but that, that leads us into talking about the MVP voting. Who who's the guy that you think should win MVP? Jordan, you want to break it down? The fact that, you know, what the MVP race already looks like? Yeah, so I mean, I think um, at this point, the the two finalists for the MVP were Giannis and LeBron. I don't, think, I don't think anybody was <laughs> close to them, however you pronounce his name. Um, but I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his last name, um, but... Tedekumpo. Yeah, but... I don't know. I I think right now, what was it that the NBA cut off MVP voting prior yeah, to the so bubble the season that was yeah, already they, happening before? Yeah, they basically the going to go off of what this what was going on during stats. the season. You look so at the, LeBron's stats. I think you should say you should say LeBron and the fact that the what he brings to that team uh, from a leadership stance standpoint and, and floor general, he makes everybody better. He uh, you know his assists are up. And I just think that, you know, I'll go LeBron. The easier. Yeah, I'd go the same. The same. I, don't, I don't think anybody's going to overtake LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you have to, I guess, when you just look at it at face value, I mean, it, but you, you try not to knock, because Giannis won the MVP last year, and he's having a better season than he did last year. It's the MVP voting. Well, LeBron's that, having a better season than he did last year. That's true, too. Like, the MVP voting to me needs needs an old like to me it's, it's more of a popularity thing like because you have some of these guys that vote for it they're like oh well we look at it as if you tuck this player off the team is the team any good okay well if that are, is the case then Giannis has to win it because if he came off the box who's on Milwaukee that would carry them the Lakers still have Anthony Davis yeah but the, the Lakers wouldn't be as good as they are no, they would be better than Milwaukee is because you still have a superstar but well, I think I think the reason that LeBron was out of it last year is because the Lakers sucked. They, you know, they yeah, underperformed. I don't think, ever, I don't think last the award will ever go to a player on a bad team. 
but with the Lakers no. definitely playing much better this year and LeBron's numbers still at a, a pretty high level, I I don't see anybody overtaking LeBron. He stands for most valuable player. Who's the most valuable player to that team? They took him off that team, you know, how, how successful would they be? And you can say, you know, the whole argument about if they had just had Anthony Davis, they'd be good. They wouldn't be what they are with LeBron James. No, LeBron I mean, James. I mean, as a whole, I mean, but I, for everyone, I, I don't be surprised if Giannis wins it again. You know, that's what I think people have to realize, too. If he wins it... I think I would be surprised. <laughs> but, I mean, when you look at numbers to numbers... I mean, as a whole, Giannis has a better stat line, but you know, like I said, it's it, both of them are deserving. That's so it. Who do you it's think? Been, who do you think, Keith? Giannis. I, I think Giannis is going to win back to back. I think he's going to win. I don't know. That's, I think so. I think LeBron's going to take it this year. Yeah, I think so. But I will tell you this though: if Milwaukee does not at least get to the finals this year, do not be surprised if Giannis does not stay in Milwaukee. I'm telling you right now, as much as he, he says, you know, it's a loyalty thing, he loves Milwaukee. Yeah, I've heard that story. They, they all say that. Kevin Durant. <laughs> Dwight <laughs> Howard. Yeah, Dwight. The almost being good isn't good enough when you're talking to a player like that. That oh, you're That's, okay that's the NBA model. They think he'll go? I mean, the, the big everyone says... Um, Did Golden you just say State Orlando? Did you say Orlando? He'll never go to Orlando. Golden State, that when he when Giannis is a free agent, they can create the cap space for him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, imagine that. This is not even fair. Like Curry if you're looking at the East, Giannis doesn't have anybody. We have got a half crippled Kevin Durant, and I mean Ben Simmons. I guess then would take the <laughs> Ben Simmons. Yeah, you you talk to me when you start Supp- shooting. Supposedly, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Warriors are. Yeah, are. he shoots threes in practice. Let's see it in a game. He did. Hey, he did it in a scrimmage game. His oh, first career three. <laughs> Actually, the Warriors are in on uh, drafting Mellow Ball, the other Lavar Ball child, Lonzo on the Pelican side. Lamelo. I think Lamelo is the best. He's a lot better than Lonzo. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's definitely a way better scorer. I don't know about his defense, but I mean, it would be tough. I mean, the thing is, I don't. That, to me, that wouldn't make sense. Like, what what position is he going to play? Well, Matt, I mean, that's that's you draft the best player available. I think. Yeah, you can make trades. I guess at that point. But as far as the NBA opening and restarting their season back, that's tomorrow, July thirtieth. Would you say that first game was Jordan? Utah Jazz and New Orleans Pelicans, 6.30 Eastern. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, it's not really a magic, but I'll take it. Well, Matt, magic, magic are Friday. opening up the day on Friday, uh, like July 31st. in the afternoon or something? Yep, 2.30, uh, Orlando so at, at Brooklyn. A- afternoon game, like, <laughs> can you say day drinking? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for us. On this NBA special, we just want to give you the lowdown on what we know, what we think is going to happen, and, uh, you know, excited to watch uh, the NBA season. I heard from a bird that Keith got his noodles in for that loser challenge. Is that true? They are being shipped, uh, yes, so that will be done and completed tomorrow, NBA opening day. 
Wow. Yeah, so everyone will see that video drop on Friday. Um, so it's, and to make it interesting, so all the naysayers out there, what I am going to do is make the one package of noodles, but I am going to put two packets of the hot sauce that they give in the one to kind of even the heat out for everybody. So that just, that. just so everybody's clear out there, this isn't like a, uh, Keith's just taking us a, a one little one no, noodle. To eat one. He's got to eat the whole the whole noodles. Yeah, all the noodles. Slurp it. So that will put lips. that at around fourteen thousand Scoville units. <sighs> to put that in perspective, where was the chocolate that me and Jordan chocolate. did on that? The chocolate. I know it's my below. Understanding was roughly around eight to ten. So wow. Okay. So it's a significant jump. You slurp on them spicy ramen noodles. Spicy ramen noodles. <laughs> With two, count them, two packets of hot two sauce. Two hot packets that they give you. Wow, I, I'm excited to see that. Like Keith mentioned, that will be released f- this Friday. Yes, yes. Yeah, excited to see you sweat. It'll be epic. But that's going to do it for us on this NBA special edition of Three in the Box Sports Podcast. I'm Frost, always cheering for the magic. That's Big Keith. And that's Jordan. We'll see you next time on Through the Box. Peace.